0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: I am Maggie Herlensky. And I am Audrey Sears, and you are listening to the monthly side saddle episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for May 3rd. This episode is brought to you by Two Horse Tack and the American Side Saddle Association. This episode is a special episode of Horses in the Morning every first Tuesday of the month. Good morning, Horse World. On today's show, we'll have Susan Oaks.
0: She is the world record holder uh, for the Side Saddle High Jump from Ireland. She'll talk more about that. And we have Sam Reeves, an inventor from Kentucky and HRN Auditor. We've got some Side Saddle History stuff, a Word of the Day, and Where in the World is Maggie? And can I, can I do a Daily Winnie? I really, really want to do a Daily Winnie. Well, my daily Winnie goes out to all of the wonderful ladies from American Side Saddle Association who gave their time to help out at the trade shows this past month. I really appreciate everyone who helped out at Equine Affair and Midwest Horse Fair. And a late Winnie to those who helped out at Indiana Equine Roundup and Western New York Equif- Equifest in March. Uh, American Side Saddle Association is great because of our members, and you all are the best You've been working on your own side saddles a little bit, learning how to do some repairs. Um, tell me a about what what you're. Yeah, tell me about what you're working on.
1: Well, so um, I love the old term of you know if you want to know what kind of gloves, uh, ask a side saddle uh, person. And I kind of feel like side saddle people have to know their own repairs because you can't just go to any shop and expect them to be able to help you reflock your saddle. It's hard enough to find a good flocker when you're riding English to reflock the saddle. Um, it's even harder to find somebody who can work with side saddle. So my husband and I, (laughs) yeah, it's okay. So my husband and I were kind of like, well, why don't we just learn? I mean, my husband's kind of a Jack of all trades and I have a great, uh, resource with, uh, Maggie and her fiance. So I was like, well, I'll, I'll give it a whirl. So right now, um, Maggie back in March, you taught me how to reflock my champion Wilton side saddle, my fox hunting saddle. And, um, now I'm working on who I call Virginia. Um, and she's an 1800s, kind of later 1800s, I think, uh, park, I call it a park side saddle. I, that's probably not the right term. But I, the way I saw this side saddle is if you were going to go out and ride in the park to get your horse exercise, this would have been the saddle that was on your livery mount. Um, that That's how I perceive it, at least. Um, so it's definitely older and it needs a little bit of work. Um, work includes like I, I've just repaneled it. So the underside of the saddle is called the panels and I've put, um, new canvas, uh, on it. Um, I still have to reflock it. So I just got some wool. It came in a couple days ago that I'll be stuffing while I have those panels dropped down or off of it. Um, your Brian, Maggie (laughs) sent me new billets and I'm trying to get the, the proper screws to get the new billets repaired on it. So it'll have new billets when I'm all done. Um, and just kind of some overall little things that the cutesy thing I did is since we had everything pulled off of it, there was actually a serial number stamped on the tree. And I was like, I don't want to lose that. So I, I, uh, embroidered a patch with her name, Virginia, the age of the saddle. So it says 1860s, um, or so. And then I put the serial number on the patch and I've, I've, uh, stitched that patch under the billet area on one of the panels so that way every time you go tighten the girth you'll be able to see Virginia and all of her information on it so it's it's been definitely a real learning experience I was not expecting when I dropped those panels to find handcrafted 1800s nails in that thing they is
0: so cool
1: they were so cool and I'm I'm sitting there holding it and I was like what do I do with this? I don't want to throw it out, but it's useless for anything else. So I have a Ziploc bag right now with all of the nails in it. Cause I'm like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) Well, they're historic. So, you know, Oh yeah, they're historic. And I'm, so I like texted my brother who has no clue with horses or anything. And I was like, look at these. And he goes, it's a nail. And I was like, yeah, but it's like an 1800s nail from a saddle. Like he's like, well, that is kind of cool, but it's still a nail. Audrey. (laughs) just don't get it they just don't they don't get it yeah Uh, and your saddle
0: by the way your saddle yeah I would call it a park saddle that's pretty much what it was for yeah Yeah.
1: Yeah. the only reason why I'm like not sure if it's a true park saddle is because when I think park saddle I think like see I owned a Morgan so I think of park gates and like fancy trotting and that sort of stuff and it's not really a, a gated horse saddle it's just a I'm going to go out and ride today, saddle. Well, it,
0: it kind of <laughs> comes from an era before that gated horse saddle.
1: Yeah, so a little bit. There, so it it was kind that. of the precursor into it, I think. Yeah. And Virginia
0: has, cool has a cool feature, doesn't she?
1: Yeah, she has this cool thing. So when you look at most English side saddles, they have a thing on it called the balance strap, which is our side saddle term of the day is a balance strap. It's usually on the off side. If you have a, Let's see, a left-handed saddle, so the horns are on the left. It would be on the right side of the saddle, and it's a strap that comes down kind of at an angle towards the girth and goes all the way underneath and then attaches over the girth on the other side. And it helps balance your saddle. Well, Virginia, the saddle I'm working on, doesn't have that. It has a strap that goes to the back of the cantle, but then it comes forward into like a metal o and then runs with a new another belt all the way down underneath it. And you called that a something special. I don't, I don't remember what you said. What did you call that? It's a Y balance strap. Because instead balance. of having
0: uh, the balance strap and an overgirth, it's kind of combined. It predates the overgirth, I think. Or it... it it's I don't when know. this the whole saddle strap was nothing. first coming by, yeah, it's really cool to, to see because of the the way it's designed.
1: Yeah, the only other time I've seen that before is in regular astride riding. So when you ride normally, and I've seen it on what I learned to be called um, uh, circle saddles with Western riding. Um, they have a they have both the sides that come underneath the um, the fenders and it creates an o and then you attach to that so it has even pressure i'd never seen that on an english saddle something kind of like center fire rigging on the yeah like on the, yeah. the military saddles yeah that's yeah, kind of what it is but it's only on the one side yeah i thought it was cool this whole saddle yeah, is super cool neat. but can you give us some history on the balance strap i mean other than this y strap but i know it has to come somewhere right a little bit. Um,
0: from what I can find, it came about uh, mid eighteen hundreds. You know, Victorian era. The Victorians—they just—they invented everything. Um, <laughs> like the the leaping horn from the last episode. Yeah, that was a Victorian thing. So the um, the balance strap is very unique to English side saddles. The modern Western side saddles have them, but I've never ever seen a vintage. Western side saddle that had a balance strap. So I think the the modern Western saddle makers are just getting pressure from, you know. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. All of the books about side saddle were written in England for the most mm-hmm. part up until, you know, 20, 30 years ago. So side saddle riders have it ingrained in their head that you must have a balance strap. Uh, Whereas the Western ones never did. So the modern Western side saddle, some of them do have a balance strap. The thinking is that it is to keep the cantle of the saddle from shifting if you're not perfectly balanced. It goes from the back right of the saddle uh, near the cantle, kind of, crosses over the horse's breastbone, right, you know, over the girth. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it comes up on the left side in front of your billets and buckles there. Um, There's a couple of different arrangements for how that happens. Um, Most of them, the balance strap is one strap with a buckle on each end, and it attaches to a billet on your saddle just like your regular grip does. Um, Some Champion and Wiltons and maybe a few other oddball saddles have like a buckle built onto the tree on the left side in front of your billets. So you have a billet on the right at the back and the strap crosses under your horse and goes up to the front and a tab end goes through that buckle. And those are tricky because you, you, you know, even, you know, companies that sell stuff for sides out riders don't really keep those handy. Yeah. So what I've done a few times is taken a stirrup leather and just trim down the tab end to go into that little buckle. It's it's kind of a neat arrangement, but um, unhandy if you need a different size. <laughs> uh, yeah. then of course, unhandy. there's um, the setup like you have with the Y balance strap on Virginia. Mm-hmm. And then there's something, I've heard it called a Sefton girth, but I've also heard the balance strap itself called a Sefton girth. Um, but what I think of when I hear that term, it's um, your main threefold girth, and then it has just the right side portion of the balance strap sewn onto it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, those come with some of the, the less well-made saddles. So, yeah, that's pretty much the the how a balance strap works and what it looks like. So, when you get your saddle and you find all these billets and what goes here.
1: Two-Horse Tack is your source for U.S.-made custom beta-biothane nylon and leather tack. Beta-biothane is soft, durable, and comes in dozens of colors. Never oil your tack again. Once you try it, you won't go back. Curious about beta-biothane? Like free stuff? Visit twohorsetack.com and click Promotions to get a free beta-biothane bucket hanger in your choice of color.
0: I love two-horse tack stuff. I have several bridles Um, from them. They're really great quality and the company is so easy to work with. I needed a bridle for Crimson, one of our rescue mares, and she's kind of special and she doesn't like her ears touched. Jamie would be so ashamed of me because rather than dealing with her having her ears touched, I just ordered a side pole bridle with a mule crown piece from Two Horse Tack so that the bridle doesn't have to be dragged up over her ears. It came in the mail like a week later, and since I've started using that bridle, she's even getting better about being having her halter put on over her ears. She's good, mm. so I think you know, we're just I choose my battles, you know, and it's it's working for us. and And they were so easy to work with because it because that item wasn't on their website. So I messaged and I said, "Hey, I need a side pole bridle with a mule. can you do it with a mule crown piece?" They said, "Oh yeah," and it shows up in the mail.
1: So who do we have as our first guest today, Maggie?
0: Today we have the great Susan Oakes. I don't know if she thinks of herself as great, but you know <laughs> I am fangirling all over the place yeah, over this. definitely. Oh, um, Susan Oakes set the world record for high jump in a side saddle. And we're going to talk about some different stuff with her today. Hi, Susan. This is Maggie Herlinski. And I'm Audrey Sears. Uh, hi ladies thank you so much for having me on oh we're so happy to have you um so tell us a little bit about yourself what's what's this big thing that you did
2: okay so i've always been interested in horses and i was born into a horsey family and uh, so the horse was like always part of my life um and i uh, So as I grew up, I competed from ponies onto horses, but I always had an interest in riding side saddle. Uh, When I was four, I found my grand-aunt's side saddle, and I put it on our donkey, Rosie, and that's really where my side saddle love affair started. Um, And from there, I uh, competed my Connemara ponies side saddle, and I started hunting side saddle. And that's when, maybe in 2011, I had seen a picture of Esther Stance jumping six foot five side saddle um, back in Australia, in Sydney, Australia. And the caption underneath it said, are you brave enough? So I took it as a personal challenge to try (laughs) and jump higher than six foot five. Wow. So how high did you jump? I jumped six foot eight over the police on wall.
0: Wow. That's that's taller than, I only met one person that's taller than that. (laughs) Yeah, it's a
2: very, very big height. You know, only probably now I really realize, God, it was a huge height to even consider trying to jump astride, never mind side saddle.
0: Wow, so how did you get ready for that? Uh,
2: Well, I thought it mightn't take that long. I didn't think it. I thought, oh, just get a horse, canter down to the jump and jump it. Sure, it'll only take me a few months. Realistically, it took me two and a half years of full-time training with a professional show jumper. I went through many side saddles Because we had to get the side saddle that I found most comfortable um, to jump that height. And also I went through maybe 30 horses to find a horse that would actually jump that height with a side saddle. So tell us about this horse. Yeah. Okay, so I was very blessed that I had actually two horses, SIEC Atlas and SIEC Obron. And both of them, I actually jumped on the 24th of October 2013. And I set a record on both horses. Atlas, I jumped over the wall, jumping six foot eight, and I jumped six foot five over the triple bar on Oberon. Both were foreign bred horses. They had jumped in the Olympics and the World Games. Um, prior to me having them. They were schoolmasters, but they had lost their way. Um, And I brought them back. They came to Ireland. They learned how to eat out in the fields and eat the nice Irish grass um, and have fun. I hunted them. I used to ride them out with the racehorses. I'd bring them to the beach a few times a week. They loved galloping on the beach and in the water. So it wasn't all about show jumping. They actually had a very positive like change in lifestyle away from the show jumping
1: ring. So I have to ask, you said you went through like 30 uh, saddles. Can you tell us about yeah. the saddle you actually did your record in? And out of all those saddles you rode, what was your favorite?
2: Okay, well... It took the reason it took two and a half years for me to actually set the record was to find the distance, to find the saddle that suited, and I couldn't be, I didn't, I the saddle I actually jumped in was a fifteen inch, which is very small, champion in Wilton that had been complete and utterly rebuilt, and it had a large the larger horns but basically it was like a balancing act. I had to just balance I couldn't be I I didn't feel secure in that saddle and I couldn't be a hundred percent secure with the the way it had to be. I had to be it was just my balance had to keep me in and it had to be short enough for the horse that he could release behind over the mm the wall. We went down through so many side saddles and some were too long too short but we only worked that out as we went along and watching video after video of them jumping big heights and seeing why the horse weren't releasing behind why they weren't coming up in front or and different things. And You know when you're going down to a fence side saddle The other thing was that the horn wouldn't hit me in the chest or hit me Mm -hmm. in the head. You know, so there was a huge amount to take into it and I had to get out of the saddle, whereas normally in the side saddle, you want to be really secure in the saddle. I needed that room to move forward and, and that I could bend forward more. So there was a lot of maybe things that we were told how to ride side saddle, I had to kind of come away from that and find my own way.
1: I think that's all with side saddles. You have to learn as you go and ride the saddle you have. So what was your favorite out of all the saddles you, you tried? Did you enjoy the champion in Wilton or did you like one a little more than the other?
2: Um, yeah, well the champion in Wilton that I have like only four, so I would never have set a record. And I only got it a week, two weeks before the actual record. I'd gone through, I'd say, 40 saddles at that stage. Um, I do love the Mayhew. Um, I'm not going to... A nice, short Mayhew. Normally, if I was hunting, um, and I felt, felt always feel very secure in them, and I can do five hours in the saddle, no no problem out hunting. And... Um, but definitely, I find well only for the very small champion in Wilton, I wouldn't be where here, where I am today.
1: So, so you- besides show jumping, what do you like to do? Side saddle. You talked about riding ponies and uh, doing some parades and stuff. Do you enjoy hunting? Do you do any kind of dressage or anything like that?
2: Um, no, I don't do any. Dressage, Um, I'm still an adrenaline junkie, so I'm going to probably go after a lot of, get all that out of my system before maybe I get into and appreciate the dressage. Uh, Yeah, I love hunting. I've hunted all my life. I've hunted side saddle from a very young age. And I had the record number of ladies hunting side saddle with me. The first year I had 15 come in from across the world to hunt here in Mead with me. The following year I had 50 ladies from all over the world come in and hunt with me. And the final year that I organized it, which was in 2013, I had 62 ladies come in from as far away as Australia to hunt here in yeah. Ireland um, side saddle with me which was absolutely incredible and I don't think we'll ever see that again um, I've also I've ridden the quarter horse uh, in Millerville races in Canada in Calgary I've ridden in the Calgary stampede side saddle as well and that that's phenomenal like that they say it's the greatest show in the world and I have to say it definitely is and to dress up in Western and come away from what I'm used to in the habit have a Western side saddle so it's very different and to to compete um, on a quarter horse over a much shorter distance than going a huge probably a lot of, um, faster than you normally would uh, in a side saddle yeah it was very different and I've ridden the Camino uh, side saddle. So I started in Saint-Jean-Pierre-de-Port in France and I rode 900 kilometers across Spain doing the, the Camino de Santiago and to raise money for um, some charities.
0: I didn't know you'd yeah. done that. That's amazing.
2: Yeah, that was... I can never, I'll never forget that. Like, that was incredible. And I went on a... It was. I had no organisation. I think I decided on a Thursday and I was there the fa- Sunday two weeks <laughs> starting it. I brought four horses from Ireland and um, I had nothing organised, no accommodation for me nor the horse. And my friend that I met through side saddle riding um, came with me. She's from France, Maud Burton and she rode side saddle with me the whole way. And that was, it was incredible, really, in riding over the Pyrenees and down through all the cities. And like, we rode down in the center of a lot of them cities and along roadways and everything. So I the whole way, which was, and to do it for a charity and to give back, that's what it's all about.
1: Oh,
0: yes. That had to have been an amazing experience
1: sounds fantastic I'm just like mesmerized over here yeah. thinking of all of that <laughs> jaw <laughs> dropped I'm like, uh, yeah exactly do like oh. don't mind me I'm just scooping up my mouth like oh my <laughs> word you oh. lived the dream
2: yeah yeah I have been very grateful and because of the horse I've got to travel the world and I've traveled <laughs> the world I'd say twice over at this date and on- yeah only for the horse I wouldn't be where I am today I've played okay,
0: our, polo in our, Argentina. Our listeners yeah. ha- will we'll have a question. Were you okay. sore after that long ride?
2: <laughs> no, I wasn't sore. I was actually fit going out, which I think it has to be. Um, We were doing oh, maybe six, seven hours in the saddle a day. We've got, I couldn't give you an exact amount of how many miles or kilometres we were doing because different terrain every day took different, um, like, a length of times for us to to get over. Um, so on average, I would imagine we were doing, like, around 35 kilometres a day um, over different types of terrain. Yeah, it was very good. It was, like, But I wasn't sore. I think I just was smiling from ear to ear (laughs) and just like enjoying every minute and seeing a different culture. And yeah, it was just phenomenal.
1: I think you need to write a book. Just write it all down. Take pictures and write it all down. I'd read it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you could call it it my life in a side saddle. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I definitely think
2: you know, someday when I get a, there's still a little bit of the last few things on my bucket list I'd like to do. And once I have them done, I'm definitely going to put pen paper.
1: Wait, wait, oh, wait, wait. You mean you there's more? What, what is on the bucket yeah. list? Like riding in a oh. volcano? Is that all you have left to do? <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, there's a few things I would like
2: to do um, on the horse. Not probably... A, a, all side saddle but on the horse I'd like to uh, set a new record um, for a lady jumping the Puissance Wallace ride Six wasn't well, um, tall enough <laughs> no I, I would love like I'm a Guinness World record holder and I'm very proud of my certificate and I'd like to also I have one for a side saddle I wouldn't
1: mind having one this ride as well so. oh, okay. <laughs> who knows okay. she wants the pair Maggie Oh well yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, well here's
0: something you need to add to your bucket list. Okay. I'm sure you're familiar with the Kentucky Derby. I know it's an American thing, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay. I you am. need you need to come and ride with the American Side Settle Association in the Kentucky Derby Parade. Oh, I would love to do that. <laughs> oh, we will bring you a horse and everything. Oh, we, wow. I'm we, 100% there. Oh, we dress in fun costumes. It's coming up. It's, um. well, it'll, this show will air after the parade, but yeah, we're frantically packing right now, but put it on your calendar for next year.
2: Oh, I certainly will. I would love that. That would be amazing.
0: Yeah. We don't get to go fast, but <laughs> yeah. we do, but we do have something like a half a million people speeds. watching.
2: Yeah, yeah, oh my God, to say that you got to ride at the Kentucky Derby, like that would be yeah. definitely one of, that would be
0: like a highlight. Okay, count so we we'll so we'll plan on seeing you here next year then. Uh, count me in, I'm there already. Thank you so much, Susan, for being on the show. We really appreciate you taking your time, taking the time out of your day to be with us.
2: Well, thank Damn. you very, very much for ha- even thinking of having me on it was great sharing my stories uh, and I hope everyone enjoys them and I look forward to seeing
0: you in Kentucky this time next year. That's right All right. thank you so much, we'll talk to you later Susan.
1: Thank you Okay, take care The
0: American Side Saddle Association or ASA was formed in 2008 to preserve, promote and expand the elegance and historical art of riding side saddle ASA wishes to promote enthusiasm for side saddle riding among the equestrian public. The American Side Saddle Association is a network of over 20 regional side saddle clubs located throughout the nation. The association supports all forms of riding and rider safety. We honor the women who came before us, but are also inclusive of all people throughout society. We hold regular clinics and participate in parades and demonstrations around the United States. Find us on Facebook or American Side Saddle Association. Dot com.
1: Okay, so Maggie, who do we have next for today?
0: We have Samantha Reeves coming on. She is an inventor and a mounted steward for Land Rover. Hi, Sam. Hello. Wonderful to talk to you guys. So tell us what you're up to. Well, I know this the show will air after the big weekend but uh-huh. we'll just pretend it hadn't happened yet.
3: <laughs> I am currently getting ready for the Land Rover weekend and follow that with the derby.
0: Cool. So what and do you do fun. at Land Rover?
3: I am one of the mounted outriders or mounted stewards on the cross country course. I so am so jealous over here. I'm one of the very few very lucky volunteers that gets to hold that position. It's so jealous. An extremely (laughs) difficult one and it it comes in by referral only. I just I
1: think that's the coolest thing ever. Like so jealous.
3: (laughs) It is really (laughs) enjoyable, but it is very, very hard unless you have a perfect
0: horse. Yes. Yeah, that is they have to stand in one spot. Without grazing for eight hours, sometimes longer. With tough, all of, depending with all on of the, how
3: long everything goes on.
0: Yeah, with all the chaos going on around them. But you, you also are an, an inventor yourself, aren't you? Yes, ma'am. Let's talk about that. What's what kind of training does it take for side saddle?
3: Really, uh, it's no different. There is still you have to work on your fitness training, your dressage. Um, the most difficulty I've had was convincing a dressage trainer to work with me. But once I found a good trainer that was willing to indulge the insanity, <laughs> we've had we've had
0: great success. I know dressage is like watching paint dry, but you do it really nice. <laughs> At least, well, if, okay, I I,
3: I suffer through it to get to cross country. But I think that's <laughs> most eventers. If we really enjoyed it, we would do straight dressage.
1: Yeah, I think that's true with all eventers. They suffer through the dressage because the only reason why you're there is for the cross country.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. <laughs>
3: but so, <laughs> In my experience, that's true. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so, with um, the you know, while dressage is not your favorite, uh, you know, why is it so difficult? You think to find somebody that would help you with that? You know, what is really a difference? Because when I've ridden. English and done dressage I haven't really found that much of a difference with training my horse other than you've lost your leg but you can replace that easily with a re, you know a regulation length whip or even just practicing over and over so where do, where do you think that is with you I
3: think a lot of it is just initial shock and panic on behalf of the trainer oh my god you want to do <laughs> what I don't know anything about that I'm sorry I can't help you If you get to talking to a trainer, they will often come down and realize that it's really not that different. My best success has been getting the trainer to try my
1: horse in my saddle
3: and seeing that there really is very little difference.
1: It is to me that gives hope to anybody, you know, listening or just anybody trying to sport, trying the sport that, you know, you can, you can do it side saddle.
3: (laughs) Absolutely. The rules specifically allow it. It is yes. written in the rule book that uh, side saddle riders are even allowed their whip up to the championship level, whereas stride riders are not. Ooh. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Unfair
0: advantage. Um,
1: so I have to <laughs> I have to ask, what is your saddle? What do you mostly ride in? And if the if it if that one's not your favorite, what saddle have you used in the past? That's your favorite for side saddle.
3: I typically ride in an Elan English, which is a modern import that was made under the guidance of a expert side saddle rider. So it is built correctly, is reinforced for jumping and is very sturdy. And they also come wide, which is something that we struggle with, with the old name saddles because they were built hundred, 150 years ago for little pliggy horses, not mm. my big fat bourbon barrel. For any, uh, anyone who's listening who wants to think about trying this, you don't
0: need the best saddle in the world. You just need a saddle that fits you, fits your horse. You're using your Crestridge on a young horse. Yes, I am. I have a six-year-old Sugarbush Harlequin Draft named Hexen Nacht.
3: Uh Vexen, as his barn name, is... Very, very athletic little boy. Well, little boy, he's 16 hands. (laughs) And a little broad. Yes, he is definitely Percheron built across the barrel. He is very thick, very broad. He takes the same saddle as my bourbon barrel pony. Uh, He has a very difficult time with canter under a stride saddle. I think mostly it's just that he doesn't want to and you can't make me. You're not my mother.
0: You're not my real mom.
3: Yes. (laughs) But I put my crest ridge on him and suddenly we are making laps of the arena, laying down 10 meter canter circles. uh, Circle, pentagon, hexagon, you know. Round ish. (laughs) (laughs) Round ish. 10 meters. (laughs) Okay. Which is a drastic improvement. He takes
0: it to it and seems to prefer it. Some horses do. Everyone Absolutely. worries about, well, I, I can't come to the clinic because I don't have a horse trained for side saddle. You don't need to. You just need a horse that's trained. If they know <laughs> left, right, and whoa, we'll figure out the rest later. <laughs> exactly. That's the most important part. Yeah, the whoa especially.
3: <laughs> yes. But Vexen seems to prefer side saddle and gives me higher quality work a than he does or a side than he does a stride. He's more game for it and gives me more cheerful effort. As you can always tell well, when please. they're sulking through it and when they're actually enjoying it. Pixie is my uh, eventing pony. is a prime example. She is a rocket. I have never gotten a time fault on her. And even with refu- refusal and show jumping, I still tend to come in under time. Well, actually, I've always come in under time. I've never gone over. And she's a handful on cross country, but throw that side saddle on her and ask her to stop and stand. And she will pose and she will let <laughs> small children pet her all day. Uh, there is a picture from Chronicle in... 2019 of her just standing there asleep while everyone is petting her and people are looking at what I'm doing. And that was at Land Rover?
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, you do have a certain arrogance when you ride side saddle that you just have to be, well, I am better than you.
0: (laughs) Yes, well, you are a lady with a capital L.
1: L, exactly. (laughs) That's not
0: often something I get accused of being, but while I'm side
3: (laughs) saddle, I can fake
0: it. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today, Sam. I'm sure we'll talk to you in the auditor's room.
1: Always. All right. We'll see you in a couple of days. Two horse tack is your go-to source for affordable custom tack for all breeds and disciplines. Our expert staff are horse owners who understand the importance of fit and function. We will help fit your horse with the tack needed for your discipline, including longer reins and balance straps needed for side saddles. We build our tack from beta-biothane, leather, and nylon. Each piece is made to order and comes with our fit guarantee. Visit us online at twohorsetack.com. Let's talk more about buying our
0: first side saddle. We talked a little bit about this on our last episode, and we talked about the pink side saddles. <laughs>
1: The ones not to get on eBay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, okay. How many times, I mean, you've been, you've not been in the side saddle world that long, but I'm sure someone has said, oh, I have my grandma's side saddle and Mm -hmm. let's fix it up and ride it. Um, Yeah. Unless grandma was born in London and rode to hounds in the early, early 20th century, grandma's side saddle is probably not going to be a good choice for your first side saddle. Most of the side saddles that we see in the U.S., I don't know what it's like in the other countries, um, but in the U.S., we mostly see the Sears and Roebuck and Montgomery Ward side saddles that um, they were a budget saddle back then. And now they're Mm -hmm. 120, 130, 40-year-old budget saddle.
1: Yeah, I I called them catalog saddles because where you get them is out of the catalog from Sears and Roebuck. And they're, you know, they, they were built really quick and easy so you could have it fast and you had something nice, but they weren't really built to last. And I think that's kind of when the side saddle world talks about, oh, I've got grandma's old saddle. Well, yeah, like I have my grandmother's or my great grandmother's paintings in my living room and she painted those while on the wagon train. So for somebody to say, "Hey, I've got my grandmother's or great grandmother's saddle," then it's pretty much a guarantee it's going to be one of those. Oh, here's a saddle. <laughs> type yeah, thing. I mean it's
0: it's a nice collector's piece, and if it is your grandma's saddle, yeah, I think they should be preserved. Yeah, um, but I I don't really think
1: they have that, their place with learning. Right. One of my and, favorite. Yeah, one of my favorite things that you always say is that you learn from every side saddle you meet because they were very made custom for the lady that ordered them and that lady's horse that she planned on putting it on. So there's no two side saddles built the same. I mean, they could both have Champion and Wilton stamped on them, but I guarantee you my Champion and Wilton is not Susan Oaks's Champion and Wilton. Like there are two different things. <laughs> Yeah,
0: because yeah, side saddles are like snowflakes; no two are exactly the same, and you know things wear out or break down. So the repairs done on on these old ladies were all done differently, Mm -hmm. and sometimes not exactly according to the book. Mm -hmm. Um, I've seen some really creative uh, repairs in some of these old girls. Uh, So yeah, just because you have. An old side saddle doesn't mean it's worth a $1,000. Yeah, and it doesn't doesn't mean that
1: it's safe either.
0: Right, right. Or that it will fit your horse. The the ladies of yesteryear were smaller. Their horses were narrower. And these old saddles don't always work for what the modern rider wants to do. Because keep in mind, the saddle was made to get from here to there. It wasn't a sport like it is now. Like, if you Mm -hmm. needed to get to church or get to your sister's house or to town to pick up, you know, the mail or groceries, because remember, the mail didn't come to your house back then. Mm -hmm. Um, You had to have a saddle to get there, especially if the carriage roads uh, weren't good and, you know, were too muddy or treacherous. Um, So, yeah, some of those old ladies, um, I, I mean, the saddles from that era had a little hook on the offside that you hung your purse on. Mm -hmm. very useful (laughs) yeah well you had your carpet bag you know and if you had very many things to bring back from the store you would have to have something to put them in um, if you didn't have a shopping cart yeah it was a shopping bag yeah and occasionally
1: you put the baby in there that's how I would do it probably rock it to sleep
0: oh yeah because they didn't (laughs) have you know they didn't have a car seat what are you going to do with a baby put the baby in the the bag Um, but yeah so Uh, And you see a lot of those advertised on eBay or different sites as a Western side saddle. Not all of them, actually, most of them weren't Western. Um, We saw um, English trees with, you know, side saddle trees, but the saddle was built with fancy stitching or. Um, intricate carving or stamping and even hand-painted flowers and birds on them. And everyone thinks because they're so heavily decorated, they must be Western. They're not. It's still an English side saddle tree under there, and they are not appropriate for the Western show ring. Neither are they appropriate for the English show ring. (laughs) Um, And likewise, we saw uh, some very Western... Trees with a more English looking saddle built on them. One of those from the turn of the century was the Whitman. Um, it was advertised as Mrs. Roosevelt's saddle.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's what Virginia is. The saddle I'm currently working on is a yeah. Western tree, but very English look to it. But, and I, I was going to point out that even though Grandma's saddle back in the attic may be pro, it's, it's, I would say good 95% chance that it's no good. You do find those diamonds in the rough that are still good. Um, You know, it's like my champion in Wilton was one of those grandma's saddles. Um, The lady I got it from, it was her great aunt and she rode in it back when she was very young. And that's who the saddle is named after. And then it got passed down through the family. So you can find those diamonds in the rough, but they really do need to be, for safety checked out, make sure the tree is good and tight and solid and make sure it has all of the, the newer safety features like re- safety stirrups and safety stirrup leathers and make sure all of its rigging is good. You know, all the, the billets and the, um, the side straps and balance straps and all of that, they, they need to be okay. Cause I mean, that was, that was also Virginia's problem. We had a billet go out we had a, Wardrobe malfunction with her.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I think that's true when you buy any saddle. Though if it, if it's used, you need to double check everything. Make sure that the tree is good. Make sure all the strap goods are are sturdy and solid because you don't want to find out halfway over a six foot eight jump <laughs> that something wasn't working well.
1: Or, or you know, just tightening the girth to get on, which is what happened with Virginia. Yeah, and the girth. <laughs> gonna, the, I'm going to tighten this. Um, the billet's in my hand and the girth is no longer here.
0: And I just punched myself in the face again. So Yeah, yeah.
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. It's bad enough when you let go and you punch yourself in the face. But, you know, when the strap breaks and, you know, billet to the eye.
1: All right, so this comes to our favorite is, where in the world is Maggie? Are you at home today, or are you someplace extravagant? And if you're in the Pyrenees and riding around on a horse, like what Susan Oakes just described, then I'm very jealous. So <laughs> where are you, Maggie?
0: Well, I am not in the Pyrenees. I would love Hang to be. That would, that would be so cool. I got a bucket list now.
1: But uh, <laughs> no, right. no. Today,
0: today I'm at home. Uh, frantically packing for, um, Land Rover and the Kentucky Derby, which of course are on the same weekend this year. Uh, well, not the actual race, but the Kentucky Derby parade, it's usually the Thursday before the race. Well, they moved it to Sunday for this year so that they can have an even bigger crowd because, you know, half a million wasn't enough. <laughs> um, So, yeah, I got uh, Land Rover is Saturday. Kentucky Derby Parade is Sunday in Louisville. And we're leaving Thursday afternoon with 10 horses, two trucks with horse trailers, one truck pulling the camper, a grandkid, and every saddle I've got that's rideable. I think, (laughs) I swear, Lord. I just got home from uh, Wisconsin Night before last was um, the Midwest Horse Fair. Had a really good time getting to talk to people. We didn't have any demo times this year. Um, one of the, the people that stopped by the booth said, Oh, Chris Cox got your slot. I'm like, Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. So, you know, I'll have to, to talk to him about that later. Um, and we did Equine Affair in Ohio. That was a four day show. So my feet hurt and I'm exhausted. I had a great time. But I'm glad we're done with trade show season for the most part. We've got uh, a couple more events coming up this month. We've got the West Virginia Strawberry Festival. um, And you'll be here in my backyard. I will. I will be in Canisius, New York for a clinic in May. And then the next day I'm in Schenectady for a clinic and uh, I think there's still slots open in both of those if anybody would like to go. And then Memorial Day weekend is our annual banquet. What all we got? Are you you're more in charge of that than I am. What all are we doing?
1: Uh awards. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, but uh, the whole uh, yeah. week, we've got stuff. <laughs> well, going so on all we weekend. did
1: something kind of new this year, and it was open to anybody um, riding a side or a stride. And we did a spring challenge, a spring into action challenge with the American Side Saddle Association. And we're actually going to give our awards out for the people that compete uh, competed or completed it. Um, you got you had to do something with your horse for a maximum of 30 days or a minimum of 30 days, I guess um, over the course of a couple of months. And so we've got that going on at the awards banquet. Um, Let's see the clinic that's going to be right here in our backyard is supposed to be kind of a dual purpose clinic, which I think is kind of new um, where we're going to have a beginner section and an advanced rider section. Um, And then I don't know. We've got, we have a wine tasting one day of the awards banquet and we're supposed to go to Letchworth Falls and see the waterfalls and all different kinds of stuff. I I don't, I don't know, but at least I get to be somewhere. Not like you who get to. Travel all the time. I get to go do something oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. Even if it's just an hour from me, but whatever.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've, I think we've got a lot of stuff, but there's an antiques fair going on that weekend yeah. that we're all going to go to. And I want to dress up and wear, you know, period costume because it's in a historic village. Mm-hmm. That yep. sounds and pretty I think,
1: cool. I think our chapter president, Miss um, Gail Orr, she said that she's going to do like, I think there's supposed to be an award for best dressed at the award's banquet or something i i don't know yeah yeah we most most banquet
0: years we do a some sort of a costume contest and to keep it fair we ask the waiters um to judge it all right so hopefully we'll see some of our listeners at some of these events coming up
1: well, you can find a regional side saddle club near you on our website of americansidesaddle.com or you can find us on Facebook. And be sure to check out Two Horse Tack on their website twohorsetack.com. You can follow Horses in the Morning on Facebook, just search for Horses in the Morning. You can have all your horse radio network shows with you wherever you go with their free app on for iPhone and Android. Go to your App Store and search Horses Horse Radio Network. Thanks again to our sponsors, Two Horse Tack and American Side Saddle Association. Semper obliquo. That's Latin for always sideways.